everything I spit rare, we shine that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch you, let me catch Big bombers. Oh, the necessary bombs. Okay, well, if you've been listening for a while, you know exactly what is involved with this series. But if you're new to this, we'll quickly run through it. So this is Discog's discussion. This is a series in which we celebrate a particular artist's career. Um, we usually break it down into their sorry their career down into three eras. On this special edition, we'll be doing four, and basically we each take it in terms to play a song from that era, uh, listen to it together, and then just share why we picked that particular record. Um, you'll you'll have guessed by the title. We're talking about Nas. The man needs no introduction. I think if you're if you love hip hop but you don't really know who Nas is maybe you need to question whether you love hip-hop or not but better late than never check this episode out and then go and do your history um let's get straight into it so the four errors we've done for, for nas are pretty simple we've got the 90s the 2000s the 2010s and the 2020s to the present day sam do you want to kick us off for the 90s I just want to preface this whole discog discussion by letting the listeners know that i don't really rate nas that much but but today I'm going to be on my best behaviour and I'm going to talk about the elements of Nazir that I do like. So, <laughs> everything yeah, that I'm discussing right now, I believe is this man's best work. But, realistically, listen to other episodes to hear my real opinion of Nas, but today we're, we're bigging up Nas and I might tell the truth in some places. So, with no further ado, I've chosen a song from Illmatic. And to be honest, if you haven't listened to Nas before and for some reason you decide to click on this, first of all, you're weird. But second of all, you should listen to this song because it might make you like Nas a little bit. The song I've chose is The World Is Yours. Okay, we pretty much get what's going on there. He shouts out everybody at the end of the track, everybody in fucking New York, we get it. That song for me was one of the first few rap songs I remember hearing. So it was like around this time I was listening to like Jay-Z and then my uncle was like, no, you need to listen to Nas, blah, blah, blah. But obviously as an adult now, I'm able to appreciate that song's produced by an absolute legend, produced by Pete Rock. And obviously Jay-Z even samples part of it in the future. So that song is like an undeniable classic. Like if you say you're into hip hop, you have to listen in my eyes to that song. Mm. Yeah, I no, definitely. I think it's one of the first, like, maybe not the first, but it is definitely one of the early jazz rap songs as well. Oh yeah. He's, he's hitting pockets that no one had hit by that time. Like mm. he was, he was in a certain flow and a certain state of like, just like consciousness and saying things that other people weren't really touching on. It wasn't really that whole gangster mm. rap. It was very kind of like almost inspiring. So yeah, that's, that's why I picked that song. You know, I actually realized something just now, which I've heard that song so many times, but it reminded me of Slick Critic this time I first I heard oh, it. Because there's a... God. Wait, wait. Why, why are you hitting uh, the bomb? Because, I'm not going to say it. Because you guys uh, like to say things keep about it clean. Slick Critic. Yeah, we'll yeah, keep yeah. the conversation clean. Slick Critic keeps I think it dirty. The way... <laughs> no, let's, keep, let's keep it moving. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll piggyback. No, no, no. comments, man. No, no. I, I think I know what you were alluding to but I, I mean for me Slick Rick's a name that comes to mind as well because I think what, what Nas was doing at this point was just I guess elevating the craft right so 
I kind of put him in that sort of same, well, he's in that lineage of the likes of Cool G Rap, uh, Rakim, Slick Rick as well, especially with the storytelling. I think Nas just took it to new levels with this album, and particularly songs like that. Like I think Sam mentioned the pockets he's finding, uh, the rhyme schemes, um, being able to to flow and um, and 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 deliver over a beat like that was a, a, a I think sort of elevation and evolution of of the craft itself. So, but to perfection um, as well, right? Like every verse gets better as that song mm-hmm. goes on. Yeah, yeah, and to think he's what like twenty twenty Nine, years old. Nineteen when he wrote this. Nineteen. Was nineteen. Yeah, yeah it was not. Yeah, well, that's the thing to think that he's that young and he was doing things like that already. It's just yeah, madness. it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, and all, I know we've had many rappers that have come since that sort of sound like that. But when you think about he him doing this in 94 is um, it's incredible, man. OK, um, I believe it's me next. I'm going to go for the, the next album off of his sophomore. It was written and I want to listen to I Gave You Power. Damn. Look how motherfuckers using for me, um, the main reason I picked that one is is Although on Illmatic, Nas did show that he was able to be conceptual, especially with a song like One Love. I think with this one, he took it to a new level. Um, And the influence of the song as well. I remember hearing J. Cole talk about how the first time he heard that, it clicked for him. Like He he was just completely wowed by by that song and by Nas. Um, We've heard it kind of done several times since then, whether it's... I, I might be wrong here. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Tupac might have been influenced by it and made me and my girlfriend um maybe i've got it the wrong way around but because i know it came out the same year but vince did it last year with um sparks will fly is that the song yeah mm. i think it's what it's called um unknown t did a very similar thing the year before that with goodums um yeah i just think again for the time as well we didn't really we didn't really hear rappers of that ilk making conceptual records like that um, and I think just it was it was written in general. It was written, sorry, in general. Um, Nas took it seemed like Nas took this sort of active effort to make things a bit more cinematic. Um, you could tell the transitions improved on this album as well. And I just thought that that song was like a really good example of how he sort of elevated his craft and his his artistry. On so that would you would album. you say it it was written as better than Illmatic then? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I think there's aspects of it that are better, and I think that. A lot of the time we we're quick to say that when an artist makes more accessible music, we're quick to call them a sellout. Mm. But I think that in some instances, for instance, like when Kendrick did it with Dan, um, that certainly to me, what you know, that wasn't him sort of diluting his music or his art in any way. He just made he he just went in a different direction and, and made some of his most accessible um arena friendly music. And I think with this Although I would say that Illmatic is his best album, like track for track, I just think it's it's incredible. With this, there were elements, like I say, with the, it just had a more, I get, like I say, like the cinematic nature, especially with the transitions and the skits. There's certain songs that were really that were radio friendly, but still good records as well. Um, and like I say, this one for me was just a, an example at this time where he really elevated himself. Um, and although, like I say, it's been done quite a few times since then, so like, we might listen to it now and go, ah, it's not that, it's not that um, groundbreaking, but thinking back to 96, I'm just trying to think of rappers of his sort of, like his peers at the time, were they doing this? I'm not sure. Um, there, there is one thing about that song I've never really liked, though. I wish he never, at the beginning, like, gave away what the, what the song was about. I wish he never said, ah, oh, 
people use me as like I'm a gun and all that. I, I think it would have worked better if he didn't say that. Yeah, but I, think it's, DJ, it's... I think Primo said that as well. I think, or someone said that like, they tried to tell him not to do that at the beginning, but I think he didn't want it to go over people's heads. Yeah, that's what um, they say. If, you, if you're going for a deep concept, sometimes you might be like, yeah, I fucking killed that. And it's like, you know what, realistically, no one knows what the fuck I'm saying. So if you give someone mm. that that thought kind of train to go on, then mm. at least now they're, they're along with you for the ride, like properly. It's, yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's like the people that love music obviously be like, oh, why'd you do that? But like for the average yeah, person, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we just give the average person listen to this. If you listen to this, you're a fucking G. But mm. yeah, the average music listener that might love Nas for whatever reasons they do, they might go, oh, I like this song. But why? This is why you mm-hmm. should like this song. Yeah. So it's it's for that, you know, 70 to 80, even 90% of people that just of course. hear music and don't ever listen to it. Yeah, do, no, I but, understand. You know, this yeah. being an accessible album as well, it definitely makes sense. Like mm-hmm. the most complex song on the album, he kind of has to add that spoon feed at the start. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But then when you think about like 10 years later, what Lupe did with Daydreaming, mm. which just kind of took it to a new level in terms of making a pop record that conceptual um, mm. and not re- and being able to, you don't have to kind of give that um, that sort of quote unquote spoon feeding at the beginning. But again, like this just shows again the influence. I'm, I'm sure Lupe was heavily influenced by Nas, especially mm-hmm. making records like that. And he's like the conceptual king now. He's just the best at creating a song about a specific thing. But yeah, that was my one for that one. Can that I just one. say with that album as well, I feel like mm-hmm. it's where Nas found his voice because he sound, he definitely sounds on this album like he does to us nowadays as well. But I feel like Illmatic, which we hold in his high regard and we always want Nas to be like that. It's kind of like he was more influenced by Rakim, especially of all things with the way he's rhyming and stuff. And it's like, that's not actually like Nas specifically what he's doing on Illmatic. I feel like it's it was written onwards. We get this actual voice of Nas mm. but at the same mm. time I don't I don't want to say too much because I know that both you and Theo are, are going to come with your own picks and that but do you also feel that there was an element of Nas somewhat riding waves particularly on albums where things got put together a little bit quickly or um, I don't at this to, point I, of time yeah, uh, yeah like I, for instance like one of the sounds of that era was the sort of mafioso sound um, but also as we got into like 97, 98, there was the, the shiny suits, the bling bling era. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't talking about his sound, his sound palette at all. I was just talking oh, about okay. his own voice. Oh, his like, voice. Like, like how yeah, he okay. writes and how he actually raps on the songs as well. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Theo, you're, right, you're a nice um, lover. You got to say something about this track. I know you're feeling both of these tracks, but you've been mad quiet. Oh, because I've just been taking it all in, man. People have been saying their points in the script. I think it's mad creative that, to be honest with you, he was one of the first to actually put in a concept. Well, right, I'm going to talk from a gun's perspective because like Sean was talking about, like everyone's doing it now, but to actually go all the way back in 96 and see that Nas had the capability to be like, yeah, I'm going to talk from the perspective of gun. is It's just, it, it is groundbreaking and... I know what you mean in the sense of obviously I, I wouldn't have liked if he said that a gun at the start, but that would go over so many people's heads, so many people's heads. So I'm glad he did because then people just understand that. Yeah. But hip hop is just more than just like, because at that time as well, because I've been watching a documentary on BBC at the time, obviously everybody's going, ah, oh, hip hop. It's not, it's not good. This music you're talking about like violence and all stuff. Like, and yes, obviously it's a bit ironic because you're talking from the perspective of a gun, but it's a bit more creative than just what certain people thought. And there was a lot of people that were growing into hip hop. So hearing something like this was groundbreaking. So mm-hmm. sorry, before we move on to, to you and Kieran, I just wanted to 
bring something up. I wanted to bring it up earlier, actually, when we spoke about Illmatic, but you made, you made a good point, and it's kind of been alluded to, alluded to a few times. Like, Nas was... Lars was someone that you know grew up in the projects and was around the the, the you know street life at, in that moment, but we wouldn't really consider him a gangster rapper or or a you know a fug or or any of these things these terms that used to get associated with a certain style of hip hop. But I guess the question I wanted to ask was, and for multiple reasons, is does does Nas's sort of entry to the game remind us of Kendrick when he came in with Good Kid, Mad City, and the, the but this is what I'm thinking. The content that he was talking about. I'm sure, thinking, I'm thinking well, Nas, you're touching a nice point because yeah, Nas the, is like just a, a kid that grew up in this madness mm, and mm. is seeing it and saying what he's saying. I I mm. can't really personally quote a Nas bar where I'm like, oh shit, Nas is dangerous. Other than like you know when he's dissing people, but I'm like, oh shit, Nas is a dangerous guy. He's talking about flipping the this and doing the that on the mm. corner. Like he's just he's like you know like a hood almost journalist like Kendrick. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got mm-hmm. from Illmatic. And then obviously listening to all the albums that came after that, I was like, oh, actually this guy's not how I thought he was. He's not some like fake gang- gangster. He's just a guy that grew up mm. in and around all this kind of mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fear, what were you going to say? No, I was saying it's, it's funny because it is like the same entry, uh, entry because Nas like uh, recognises it, recognises this and he mentions it on first time. So he talks mm. about Kendrick coming to the game because I think he knows and sees that like that 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 um similarity of them both going in the game where they're they're both surrounded by this violence, but you can't quote unquote call them like, oh yeah, yeah, they're the gangster, they're the person that you're gonna be scared of, they're the thug. No, they're just in and around it, but they can they're the lyricists that can tell what's going on around in the projects and give you what's mm. actually going on. Yeah, so yeah. That, that I just found that interesting because he he mentions Kendrick in first time and it's like Mm. I can't really say passing on the torch because Kendrick's already been doing it, but he's just he he's overseeing and he can see the sim- similarity between himself and Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. And his journey. There's quite a few parallels, isn't it? You got the sort of the the mentorship and the co-sign of a big name for Nas. It was Lars Professor for Kendrick. It was Dre. You had the, a ton of hype um, as far as I'm aware um, for Nas going into the first album. He he kind of created this huge buzz with that. Um, live at the barbecue verse and then halftime dropped in 92 I think and he had all these producers attached and there was this real although his album didn't sell particularly well and uh, or like in a, from a mainstream perspective um, for, for hip hop purists he was seen as the like we said it a few times the the I guess the, the evolution of your Rakims and your Slick Ricks and your Cool G Raps it was similar with Kendrick I remember when Good Kid Mad City came it was like this is our new king this is you know this is the he's brought back lyricism people started mm. taking albums more seriously and uh, and but um, even like he had a, he didn't really like abandon like the Lil Wayne kind of style that was around at that time too mm. but like Kendrick he didn't ab- like do a, an antithesis to what was going on around the time no yeah I agree with you I agree um, okay, Theo, I think you're next on our list. What, have, uh, what are you picking? So I've gone for the next album. I am because I thought it would be too easy to go for Illmatic and um, it was written because they're, they're, they're just two legendary albums. So I'm just broadening it out there. I've gone for Life Is What You Make It. Nas gets spun. Yeah, 100% he gets spun. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because Nas is talking about life is what you make it. And really, at this point, what is he like, 25, 26? Like, he ain't mm. done nothing yet. But DMX is like, 
He's talking from experience. He's like, you wake DMX up 40. Lived life. Yeah. Yeah, DMX, DMX is like, you wake up at 40 and you're life. useless. And it's like, he's literally speaking from his own experience. So yeah, Nas got spun on that. DMX can't have been that old though, but I know what you mean. He probably uh, went for a hell of a whole, lot. He, I think he was like homeless or something, remember? And all of this kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Mm. On a, a no, crack, I know, I know, crack yeah. den kind of life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, course. well, I mean, what, what, how old was he then? He must have been have touching 30 nearly. Something like that. Something. I don't, that's, I'm not even saying it's an age thing, though. With no, DMX. but I'm saying that he's lived more life than Mars. Yeah, so yeah. he was talking from a real mm. place in my eyes. But yeah, that, but I know I know what you meant. That's, but what I was getting at is that it's, it's crazy that DMX had... It, and it, I always kind of liken him to Tupac, where there's just this um, this sort of wisdom and, and age. Occasions and as well yeah. with that wisdom. Is, oh, yeah, it's it amazing. Man. Let's let Theo talk, though. Like, yeah, yeah, sorry. It's his own track. track. <laughs> we spoke no, no, on his no, own track. I mean, like you said, um, when I'm thinking it, that not us kind of does get spun. Although the third verse is quite, <laughs> the, the third verse is quite nice. But no, I like it because it's just like um, to, again, like it was. So obviously, the first two albums you get Nige, you don't really get him like collaborating with um, like top guys just yet. And then when, when you come into I Am, it was like DMX. I know he was starting to go on his like sort of his big run of albums, and it was just it was just interesting to see him like go go with. Yeah, DMX, but talking from that sort of, yeah, life is what you make it and like him just with his lyricism. And I've always just used this as like a pump up song. It's like energetic. I mean, X does that as well, though, because X is just, I mean, he just gathered me his little ad libs in there. But that that's really why I kind of picked it. And I just wanted to broaden out because I could easily have gone for something from Illmatic and um, it was written. And to be honest, I picked this song because it's just to show that I Am is actually a decent album. I am gets a lot of flack, but when you get songs like this, this is a solid song, and it just goes to show that I am it can hold in its own right as a solid, like a solid album. Yes, was it at the levels of um, Illmatic and it was written? No, but it was still a decent album because Nas mm. does get criticised. Ah, oh, I am is rubbish. Ah, oh, Nostradamus is rubbish, and I just wanted to throw it out there that no, you got some good tracks from I am. That's mm. pretty much it. No, I agree. I think it's a good album. Um, I think. Well, I won't say too much about what else came out of that year. I think people sometimes loop the two together. And and like you say, they kind of allude to there being this big gap between the first two albums and, and this one. But I, there's definitely some gems on it. I mean, there's arguably Nas's, one, one of Nas's best songs on there and best beats as well that he's rapped over. But um, no, that's interesting. And also, just to clear, I'm, I'm kind of joking. Nas does his thing on there. But um, mm. DMX just had this power to him. Yeah. Something, something you say you're speak. joking, but DMX does spin it. I'm not gonna lie, his verse is just unbelievable. <laughs> um, Kieran, last but not least, for yeah, yeah. this era, to be honest, like it's quite, it's quite similar with what Theo said. I just wanted to highlight um, Master Dumbass, which I think, I think every Nas fan does struggle with because it's just so clowned, isn't it? But I think, like. I swear I heard ASAP Rocky say that he likes his album or it's his favourite Nas album. I can't, I can't remember what the quote was, but... That sounds know, like something he'd say. I know, right? And I, I don't get it, but if you do listen to the album, there's there's like an inkling of like, there's some sort of style Nas was going for that didn't mm-hmm. totally connect on this album. Mm. But it's, it's like uh, I Am. There's some songs, but then there's some that just don't make it. Here, there's a few more that just... They, they don't make the cut anymore. I don't know if they were good at the time, but they're not, 
they're not good at oh no 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 they're, they're not good anymore and the problem with big girl is it does sound good when you're hearing it and then you no. you listen to the lyrics and it's like oh no what's <laughs> this is like we're sitting here listening to like arguably the greatest rap lyricist ever at mm-hmm. this point and then you get this and it's like wait yeah, i don't know yeah. i don't know what's going on okay anyway i picked new world um mm. we can talk about it after nice uh, it's a new world it's a new world what kind of time machine does Nas have? Because this is 1999, and some of the things he said are scary relevant. Trust, I'm thinking, like, is he a prophet in this song? Because all of it connects. Trust me, he's talking about commu- like computers taking over, taking your job, people going to Mars, driverless cars. These things weren't even, like, it, people weren't even conscious of these things back then. People were worried about the world blowing up, and that was about it. That, that it's interesting you that's the thing you said as well because i think that's actually i've forgotten why i picked it but it's it's because of that like there's something about he has this kind of like prophecy that i think he actually taps into in other parts of his career as well i think later on he tries to reignite that a bit but i think here it, it really works like this guy's just he's tapped into you can tell he's tapped into the world and it, uh, let's, let's not forget that there's a few elements of this chorus that are a bit like i don't know if it's a bit cheesy now but like i don't know it's, it feels authentic and genuine so i don't know nah it's a good song and it is honest, a good song I, i'll it? be honest i've never heard that song so that's why i was taking in pulled up yeah, the yeah, yeah. And i was like wait what the fuck is that's why saying? i said let the second verse play as well because i think he does this interesting play on just look at how everything can get replaced just once like the millennia passes yeah mm-hmm. no he, he wasn't too wrong about some things that he predicted mm. so you know i'm impressed definitely and I, I think it highlights that his his pen hadn't actually gotten weak in this period at all like is this is some of his most like impactful rhymes he's put together even though it's not the most complex like in, um, internal rhymes and all this kind of stuff he's mm. but he's actually saying something still here it's not not just like random stuff going on mm. Well, I think to give Nas credit as well, um, and something else that gets missed out in the narrative when talking about this period and this album particularly is, didn't Nas plan a double album but lost a load of music and then kind of a decision was made to do two different albums and then he kind of like rushed and crammed together new music and I think that was what this album was. Wow. I might be a bit off, but I think that um, something like like that happened around this time. And I also think that, I actually think Nostradamus is okay. Like I don't think it's trash. I think, like you say, there's certain songs that have aged really poorly and and you can tell that if, if music did go missing and he kind of rushed to put stuff together, you can hear it. Um, mm. But there are gems like this. There are, you know, there's some other songs in there as well. Life We Choose, uh, I thought was a, a good one. The production on that as well. Uh, yeah, and then I know that the content's a bit like negative in that, but is it Come and Get Me? Which is kind of come, interesting. Come and Get Me School, DJ Premier, his final collab yeah, until yeah. last year. I think... Um, I think that, yeah, if you're interested in the Jay-Z and Nas beef, check that episode out as well, by the way, if, you're, if you've got this far. We did an episode on that. Not, not uh, Well, no, actually quite a while ago now. Um, but yeah, I think if you're interested in that beef, that adds some context to that as well. But just, the one little thing I mentioned, this is just some little geeky thing, you know what I'm like with production, but I feel like Nas had a thing for 80 samples in this era. 
But it yeah, Illmatic like, had them. Um, that that sample. <laughs> but I'm just terrible. saying, like, like if you think the, about it, Illmatic had them. Um, can I say something real quick? I was vibing. Nah, this is where Nas's beat selection went like that because what the yeah. fuck was that beat? No, I hear, I hear it. I hear it. it. I feel like the idea was there. The execution wasn't for the beat. The That's beat the problem. Was cheesy. Sorry, mm. Sean. If you're about to praise oh. the beat, I can't have that because that beat. No, is no, trash. I'm not. I wasn't praising it. I'm just saying that it's just a, a little thing that I noticed. It's like you had Human Nature on the. Uh, on, on the Illmatic, you had um, Sweet Dreams on on uh, It Was Written. You had Africa on this one. I'm trying to think if there was one on I Am, but uh, yeah, he clearly, I mean, they're all different producers for those songs as well, but he clearly, they clearly had a thing for these 80 samples back then. I think it's, um, as well, it's the music he probably grew up listening to as well. So it was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Oh, of course I'm going to go on this because da 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 da. But that, luckily, he takes me away from the beat. But like the more I kept listening to the beat, I was like, Yeah, this, this yeah. ain't. This ain't That's it. why I don't like the chorus because the chorus starts to force it a little bit. And it's exactly. like, they, should, they shouldn't have pushed too hard on that melody. <laughs> yeah, lucky for him, again, the bars are carrying him through. Right? So. Like the, the raps in that really, that's the reason why I picked it. Yeah, no, nah, the raps Impactful. are impactful. Raps are top tier. Right, so moving on to the next era, we're in the two thousands now. Wait, wait, can, I, can we? We're going to talk about some honourables. I well. was going to say, can we? Can we try to do a little, a little new se- section where we close up the era and we go our thoughts on this whole era? Oh yeah, I like this. Oh okay, yeah. Some all right, honourable mentions and close up on the era. Just quickly, Sam, you sound really quiet. How about now? Yeah, all good. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Should we? Yeah, um, should we do some quick honourable mentions? Quick yeah, honorable, right. mentions, yeah. honorable mentions obviously new york state of mind that has to be said mm-hmm. undying love on Ooh. i am oh 100 undying love yeah i'm so i'm so shocked one, for is... you didn't pick that you know no because I, I was going to and then uh, to be honest um, i just had to give some love to um mm. like is what you make it but undying love yeah that was that was my that was Incredible. my pick that's what, uh, yeah if someone picked life is what you make it. Also, it ain't, it ain't hard to tell, man. I'm sorry, I, I still love that song. Yeah. That song is just unbelievable. But everybody knows that song, so I'm not going to pick it. So. <laughs> the one for me is a huge Tribal Quest fan is One Love. I love, I've always Ooh, loved One. That song is so ahead of its time as well. It still sounds yeah. relevant. That's what I mean. That was the kind of early instances of, of Nas elevating with his story, uh, not elevating, just like displaying his storytelling ability and, and sticking with a concept throughout a track and just Q-Tip's production, man. It's, it sounds like it could have lived on the low end theory. That bass is, mm-hmm. it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, another I've one for me, I know one. it's bait, but if I Nas rule the world, like, hmm? was it, if I ruled the world? No, 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 no. Oh. I was going to say that. I was going to say, um, uh, Nas is like, like one of the most oh, iconic yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, N- Nas is like, is like, it's one of my favorite songs ever, to be honest. Yeah. I can't lie. Sam, I swear you used to you and Neil used to freestyle to that way back. Don't worry about what I used to do. <laughs> Don't worry I remember, about I what I used to in the do. Car. I remember that beat would come on and, and some freestyle and it would go down. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, listen, I, I don't I don't completely hate Nas like I make it out to be, but this podcast would be interesting <laughs> if people didn't have controversial views. But yeah. I, I like I like some Nas sometimes, you know. But I feel like era. I feel like Sam, you troll us because all f- the other three are such big Nas fans. So it's oh, like, yeah, well, you've got to you, be a devil's advocate. It's got to be it's got to be interesting. <laughs> if we're all just bum licking one person, then it's not fun at all, is it? Um, Let's not talk about but, comments people make and things people have done. All right, before we cancel ourselves. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but anyone else got anything to wrap up the area? If I wanted to say the world is yours, not the world is yours. Fuck it. Mm. If I ruled the world, sorry. It, it definitely transcended hip hop. That song. That was his radio friendly song, like Sean said. That yeah, was yeah. that was where, yeah, for me, Nas Nas actually was like playing, you know what I mean, everywhere when that song came out. And it still plays really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds good today, I think, that song. Um, 
In terms of the error in general, I mean, what I'm about to say might, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of clear. Although we we hold Nas in such a high regard at this point, I don't think it's like a hot take to say that he kind of progressively regressed with each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a downhill journey, this period. And mm. it's, it's, I think that's what Jay-Z was clowning at this point, because this is where the beef starts. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it's like simmering, isn't it? From sort of 96 onwards, up until when it blew up in the... Uh, like 2000, 2001 times, but yeah, look, uh, like to be like fair said, though, let's give him the. I just want to give him a like a moment because it's like I think his mum was like dying in this period, but we weren't aware of that, right? Because then she passes in the next period. I didn't know, yeah, that. around godson time. Yeah, mm. I, don't, I don't know how long she was ill for though. It's still you mad though. Him. His, his, for me, this, this period, like if I was you know alive back then and listening to music the way I was now, I would be, oh, Nas is sick. And then yeah. five years after, I'd be like, mm, Nas is all right. You know what I mean? Because I think maybe the, the zeitgeist, the, the feeling in the air was like gangster rap is where it's at. And Nas was not gangster rap. And in that time, there was only an audience for one type of rapping, which was the gangster rap. And Nas was lost in the shuffle. Well, I don't know. Because what were we talking here? We're talking, well, the, the sort of mid to late 90s. You go from the big, so trying to think now it's like late like post-stage boom bap coming into like i'm trying to keep era. it yeah i'll keep it new york so you know biggie dies in what 97 um we kind of have this shiny suits bling bling era but then you do get your odd you get like dmx you get pun come through and then as the sort of we go into the new millennium that's when you have like your jar rules your 50 cents blah 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 um i definitely got the impression that Nas, especially on nostradamus was trying to sort of like I say, ride the wave and, and catch a certain sound. You got a bit of that on it was written with the mafioso stuff, but he pulls it off well. But I definitely felt like he wasn't he wasn't moving the needle, especially within that that fourth album. And it definitely sounded like there were there were guys doing it better, people like Mace and Raekwon. You know, yeah, well, Raekwon with the the mafioso stuff for sure. But yeah. Um I definitely felt like with each album, it kind of stepped down a level, but not, I don't think it's, like I said, I don't think Nostradamus is trash. I don't think it's like, it's not a terrible album. It's just, it's not aged well. And there are some, some duds on there. Yeah. I mean, we, we say this 20 years later, that we're still listening to it type thing. So, you know, what does yeah, that yeah, mean yeah. to say? Of course. <laughs> and he's okay, one of the most so legendary 2000s, 2000s. Yeah. Um, I believe it's me going first for this one. And just to kind of let you all know, cause, um, this is kind of another a bait pick, but I'm kind of I'm I'm coming with the mind frame of someone that's like first ever digging into Nas because we had the comments late last year from Twenty One Savage that I mean he's retracted and and not apologised for, but taken back in a sense of Nas not being relevant. So I'm I'm kind of aware that there might be youngsters out there that don't really know Nas. Um, this song for me is just an extension and again like an evolution of what he was able to do in terms of. Uh, being conceptual so my song is uh, rewind listen up gangsters and honeys with your hair done pull up a chair honey and put it in the air son dog whatever they call you god just listen i spit song a story so back hard. i can't even <laughs> do you know what it is with this one is that so with with um i gave you power like we spoke about the amount of times it's kind of been done since with this one, I'm trying to think, other than Game, who did a, like a Rewind 2 on um, an album a few years back, I'm, I'm trying to think of a rapper that's done this since then. I don't know if there is a, at least a big name that's been able to pull off 
a song like this. It's you know, almost like Tenet, though, game. what he did. Wait, he's telling a story backwards yeah, like at the same time. It's a full Tenet <laughs> kind of thing before Sean, Tenet game, even existed. Game did a sequel, didn't you? Yeah, that, I just said that, though. Like, other than oh, Game, I can't, I can't think of... And Game's one was like a direct, like like mm. you say, a sequel, and he kind of not... I mean, he's paying homage. I'm not going to say he, he bit or anything like that, but um, he didn't really do much new with it. I'm just trying to think. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. And, and what I'm trying to say is, is just, again, groundbreaking. And for an artist that was, let's face it, this is like a platinum selling artist at the time. This is still one of the biggest rappers in the game creating songs like this. Um, I just mm. think it's incredible. And listening back to it, it's aged well. Um and just generally, I think Still Mag was a sort of return to form for Nas in a way. It's probably his best album since it was written as well. Um, there's other gems on there, but yeah. Um, Rewind for me is just, it's, it's a essential highlight in his career that if I was, if there was someone out there who was like, oh, I don't really know much Nas, what, like, what can you recommend? This is one of the songs I'll always tell them to listen Definitely. to. Definitely. Great I feel concept. Like the, the Original storytelling too. of the song, it's like the ilk of Biggie as well. Mm. It's quite, I, I quite like that he's like, Carrying on that tradition after Biggie's past, mm. it's one mm. of those things as well. Once you hear it, because you're hearing it backwards, you're seeing it in your head and you go, "Wait, what?" Okay, so he was at home. He got a voicemail. Like this is playing it mm. forward. He's at home. He's got a voicemail. He's drinking vodka. He had some girl around. Then he had to leave. It's like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's quite a story. It makes sense. Tenet. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's comparison. a great comparison. Man. It's literally Tenet though. It's backwards and forwards all at the yeah. same time. Like it's that's good. Sick man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kieran, out of curiosity, what Biggie song specifically are you thinking of? Oh, uh, you... I just I feel like it's just the way he's telling the story. Like on a boom bat beat, it, and there's a bit of like a, a humorous element to it, but he's not mm. playing into the humor too much. It's yeah. more like he's saying it like it's like oh, this is ridiculous in a way. It's like and warning, like, but back. But it's so vivid mm. at the same time. It's so vivid, and like you're really thrown into this narrative that's just it's perfectly written how it how it pans out. I, and like that. I, that, I just compared it to Biggie in that way because we most people know Biggie as one of the best storytellers in hip hop. Yeah, yeah, no, that's sick. And Tenet as well. I can't get over that. Okay. Um, that was a good so yeah, point. I think I'm next, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so... Oh, deliberation. Yes. No, no, no. no. I, <laughs> I closed my list. Um... Oh, yeah. I can't even remember what I committed to on this, you know? <laughs> Man's got like four picks. Man has a whole playlist of songs. Um, He's like, you know what? Whichever one I'm vibing with right now. Sean, what, what album did I commit to? <laughs> I, I I'm more prepared than the natural Nas yeah. Can you believe it? Was, it? was it something from Godson? I'm trying to yeah, I've, got, I've got a Godson one. I have got a Godson one. Okay. I'll go well, that can't go be because then me, um, me, Kieran and Theo have all picked from Godson then. Swear. That's what, that's what that would mean. Unless, unless I've got lost, um, lost tapes and untitled uh, as well. You did say lost tapes. You Go for lost tapes. It's a bit different. Okay, mm. it's not chronological then, but again, that's all good. Calm. All right. Um. So yeah, my picks from lost tapes. I picked Pop- Papa was a player, but Ooh. it's it's kind of mad because I like the third verse on this, but you can cut that. It's fine. Let it run. Let it run. To my nigga, brought me in this world. That pocket on the third flow is. This is what I was saying. Wait on the the third third verse verse is crazy. He catches a pocket. There's there's so much to unpack with this song. I I really think this is one of Daz's best songs. Oh, where do I start? Um, I think I think one of the most interesting storylines is that Kanye actually ghost produced this song. So he he sent Mm. it to DJ, and then DJ 
produced it for Nas kind of thing. And then I guess when Kanye became more famous, it was like, oh yeah, actually let's start admitting Kanye produced this song as well. I think, I think that does a really cool. What year um, was this song made then, Kieran? I, I have no idea because it's lost tapes, isn't it? So it's, it's all his yeah. um, B sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I mean it's before two thousand and two thousand. I think, but before two, yeah. Because I was going to say if Kanye, because Kanye was already established in like two thousand, two thousand and one, right? Um, so it, I'd be surprised if it was sort of after or sorry around that time. It must have been late nineties. Nas said, I, I saw a quote on Genius that it's one of Kanye's first productions. Well, it's just yeah, it's early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy. What else? I, I, one thing I really like, and this is something that I feel like Kendrick does on Mother Sober. So it's, it's quite a cool parallel, but oh, wow. he, on this chorus, he's got this like whisper. So he's not allowed to talk about this stuff. Right. And mm. the verses, they, they grow and grow with his voice. Like, and by the end, he's almost like shouting because it's like he can't mm. hold back this story anymore. I, I, think, I just think that's genius. It's, it's mm. kind of like what he does on one mic, but I feel like there's just a bit more finesse. Like it's more listenable in, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, in yeah. this case. And I also the last point I want to make is I do love that it's like it's not just a diss to his dad, but because he like he kind of like apologizes and even like starts relating to him at the end, and I think mm. that shows a weakness that starts to affect him later on in his life because of how like he treats Kelly and stuff in the coming decade. Um, mm. I feel like it, it it really is foreshadowing in a way like while he's like relating and sympathizing with this person, which is actually mm. a very grown man thing to do, but. Yeah. I think his his understanding went beyond that to a point of like empathizing because he feels it as well. Right, right. It's deep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Leave, leave me pondering. <laughs> Trust um, me. Yeah, that was, <laughs> so, points, yeah, so a couple of things that I sort of picked up on are nowhere near as um like profound or insightful, but and I'm uh Theo, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. So on that chorus, I hear sorry, right. In in games music, I hear so much Nas like that. The way he's delivering that chorus, it sounds mm-hmm. like how Game delivers some of his choruses, particularly early on in his career. 100%. Another rapper who's yeah. heavily influenced by Nas. The other thing, and I might be way off on this. I bet there's no connection. This could just be a complete coincidence. But you know, in the chorus when he's like the pretty brown brown like that, that sounds like marijuana by Kid Cudi. You know, when he's like, pretty green, but... When I was hearing it, I was like, why have I never clocked this before? How have I never, ever heard this? But maybe it's just... I I was trying to, like, look it up online while the song was playing, and I don't think it's a thing. But for whatever reason, I just had Kid Cudi Is It it must be an old song, though, because I feel like the way Nas does it on this song, it feels Mm. like he's interpolating something. I just just don't know what he is. Possibly. Yes, you, you might be right then. So maybe they're both... Yeah, maybe they're both kind of referencing some this 80s older song. song. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so mine, mine are just, again, like geeky, pointless stuff. But that's what I was hearing when I was listening to that. Um, okay. Who we got next? It's me. I was trying to desperately find while you guys were talking where I heard this song first, but I'm pretty sure this song is in a movie, right? And I want to say it's either Coach Carter or Step Up, not Step Up, You Got Served or Coach Carter, something around the early 2000s, right? Mm. But this song for me is like, this is the one Nas song that I hear and I just fucking was like bumping to it. I was like, this song is hard. Like this song, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It could be the beat. It could be the lyrics, but it's like, it's so inspiring to me, yeah. And it's Nas, I can. And 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to explain it after I've played it, that. but I'm playing the whole thing because this song is. I, I love that intro you gave it. <laughs> That song, man, that song. <laughs> it's such a classic. That, that song, song is... used to play on a radio, yeah. And I felt inspired as a fucking eight year old, like, or whatever I was, six year old, seven year old, probably eight. I was like, yeah, I can do anything, you know what I mean? And that song was like speaking directly to me because the lyrics were simple, everything about it was catchy. Like, for me, that is like peak, peak Nas. Mm. That song might be one of his best ever as well. No, definitely. I feel like Karis One just wishes he raps like that because I feel like Karis One's <laughs> made songs like that before, but they're way too mm. condescending. <laughs> this time, it, it, it's like I, I was rapping along to the whole song. I was enjoying that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great comparison, you know. Yeah, Do you know what? As well, what I found out later in my in my years of like going into like learning about producers, that was made by Salam Remy, and Salam Ooh. Remy is one of the best producers for like minimal beats that just for some reason mm. they just loop, but that loop never gets boring because it's just. I don't know what he yeah. does, but like it's definitely always the same loop, but it never feels boring. But mm. yeah, that song, I can one of the most inspiring songs. If you got children, play it to them, especially if they're black or, or you know any kind of ethnic minority. Let's get woke. <laughs> but yeah, that song's hard. That song's hard <laughs> to cover that. In. <laughs> I love that. Let's get woke. Oh god, no, it's Nas's tone as well, man. Nas's it just that yeah, it draws you in and it is inspiring. It just makes you like I don't know, clench to fist and be like, you look yourself in the mirror and like, yeah, I can do this, man. I, I can go out. I can I can make a change. I can I can do what I can do, man. Yeah, yeah. Songs like, yeah. beautiful, solid. It's a it's a proper song. That's that for me. That's one of Nas's best songs. Like as much as I joke around and say Nas is trash for that song alone, I don't care what he releases after that. Like you know what I mean? I was I was locked in from then, but obviously I'd lost interest. Secret Stan, Secret Stan. I don't know. I just know he's one of the best to ever do it, and that's proof of it. Because that song, anybody will listen to that song. Be Joe. What I'm getting something from this. You know what I mean? Like it, it inspires you. Yeah, yeah. Half Sam, half amazing. And 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 that song, you're an idiot. That song is clean, completely clean. So I used to play on the radio with no kind of like beeps, missing bits, nothing. It's just, it's just a song made for everything. I think the hose word gets beeped though. There's I, that. I think I remember that. The song's word clean. The song is clean. Okay. <laughs> Even though he says porch monkey, and I was like to my mom, "What's a porch monkey?" She's like, "Don't worry about that." Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Theo, do you want to cap us off? Okay, so yeah, so my my, my pick is from um, Hip Hop Is Dead, and um, well, well, we didn't think that we didn't think we'll see this moment, so I'm gonna like just break it down a little bit, see if you can guess the first four bars, and then I'm gonna give you the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we're playing games. <laughs> Let's do it. So I know you can feel the magic, baby. Turn the motherfucking lights down. Let's go. What up, homie? I mean, it's what you expecting, ain't it? Let's go. Is this Black, Black Republican? Republican? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Let's go. I know you can feel the magic, baby. Turn motherfucking lights down. Let's go. What up? What up, homie? I mean, Jay Z. It's what you expected, ain't it? I thought Nas had that one though. I know, sir. Yeah, the way Jay Z comes in, but Jay Z's voice though, it's, it's, no, it's, I know, it's, it's iconic. It's cheat code. It's cheat code. 
Go on, Phil. Uh, no, no. So basically, why I picked it because we were at a stage with the with the beef, and we know how we know how real that got and how intense that got to the point where it was. Well, obviously, Jay Z's mum has to go and step in and say, like, we can, you can have to like stop this. And normally, we had just seen what happened with Tupac and Biggie and how it can get really, really like scary and two lives of amazing artists could be lost and obviously they bury the ha- they bury the hatchet hatchet and they have the obviously show with sway talk about it but there was a real point that we were never going to see the, that these two collab so i just thought when you get coming to hip-hop is dead there was like a real moment to see like right you have all that beef but now you're collabing on a song and you're doing your thing so i just thought it was a was a good touch and it just needed to be highlighted almost like what um Nas has like got on with like 21 Savage instead of getting annoyed of what 21 Savage has done he's got him to hop onto the track and just be like look this is what this is what grown men need to be doing we need to not like just mm. beef it out we just get on a track we speak our differences we just create music this is what hip-hop's all about I just thought it was a moment seeing those two on, on the track obviously Nas returned the favour by um going to Jay-Z's I can't remember the name of the song success. actually song. success that's the one yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, just had to highlight that out there. That and I just get—I don't know—I just get hyped, and I love the intro, man. The, the, yeah, hopefully, yeah, I just guessing me as well. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like, because admittedly, I wasn't invested at this time, but in this moment, it must have been such an iconic, like, event to happen when yeah, it exactly. finally happened. Because, like you say, the beef was pretty real, and and it went on for a number of years. So to hear these two on the same track, and like Kieran was saying, Jay Z's iconic voice, the way he sets it up lets the beat ride and then comes in oh man yeah classic classic stuff I'm glad you picked a song from this album though because this was another question I wanted to ask everyone because the album was called Hip Hop Is Dead and and it caused a lot of controversy at the time sparked a lot of conversation what do we think or do we know what Nas meant by saying Hip Hop Is Dead in that moment can I, can I be honest it was one of the first CDs I'd ever bought and Nice. I, I listened to the album a lot. I don't know if I understood what was going on at the time, <laughs> but I definitely felt like Nas was like bringing this resurgence back. Like he 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 was like holding the crown for like this conscious or like thoughtful lyrical rapping around this time when you had like lots of Fifty Cent, Lil Wayne, all this kind of like cheeky rap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cheeky rap. I've never heard it called that before. That just came up with it. Let's coin it. Cheeky, Cheeky rap. rap. That is our um, new thing. Does anyone, does anyone else have any thoughts? I think he's just saying, like, if I'm not popping off and these men are popping off, then whatever hip hop once was is gone. You know what I mean? I hear that as well. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, it's like yeah. a big statement that he's like, oh, you man aren't, aren't listening to me, then hip hop must be dead then because I'm one of the last greats. He's ba- basically where we're at now with rap like with actual terrible music coming out where people are just winding into auto-tune and saying actual <laughs> bullshit. That's where Nas was trying to say we were at way back in 2000 mm. and whatever, 2006. But that would, that's definitely not where we were at. We had, we still had the golden era of rap to come, you know, yeah. after that until about 2017, 2018. But where we're at now, a hundred percent. I feel like that song would be mad relevant right now. Yeah, if you it. It Hip-hop really is yeah. dead, dead now. Hip-hop is gone, like. The people, the people oh, that are running the rap game right now are not even making music. Like, shout out Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi can rap, but Lil Uzi's biggest songs are actual, like, nonsense that he's speaking. Hmm. I hear, I hear Damn, I thought Uzi was your man, Kieran. No, 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 no. I, I, he said that Uzi could rap, 
that we, we all agree with that aspect. Uzi can rap, but have you heard his most recent song? He barely says any mm. words. He's goes 16 in the Glock. I just want to rock. I just want to, ah, ah, it's ah. Silly. That's not a real song, but like, it's good. To, I can't even lie. That song makes me want to dance, but yeah. hip hop is now dead. But yeah, Nas was just, I think, big dick swinging and saying like, oh, you man ain't really paying attention to me. So hip hop is dead. It's mm. like, no, you're just whack for the time. Yeah, I mean, it's a conversation to have another day, I think, about what the state of the the art form and the culture is in at the minute. I, I personally think it's it's in a great place, but... Yeah, we got... Um, this is like peak Eminem times, peak Jay-Z. No, peak... I mean, now I'm saying... Oh. Like, I think now, I think <laughs> I think hip-hop has, has, um, has progressed and, and we've got so many different sounds and sub-genres and... Sure, I don't um, know, man. Um, We're starting to realise J. Cole was kind of corny this whole decade. Hey, listen, that's an episode in and of itself. Is, is hip-hop dead that coming to you in 2023? <laughs> J. Cole will be the oh, cover, I'm telling you. Oh, my man, God. That is too much, man. Oh, that's harsh. Oh. Um, oh, Kieran, did you... Uh, sorry, Theo, did you want to aside? I don't know. I've read somewhere that he took a concept from it. He was inspired by something when he came up with his hip-hop and his dead title. I can't... And I don't want to be like, I don't want to misquote. It was someone like The Roots or De La Soul that he got inspired by. And then it was something mm -hmm. uh, he wanted. He was basically looking in a different creative form. He wanted to like expand um, hip hop and the culture and do something different. So he wanted to come up with a cool name in his eyes. And it was Hip Hop Is Dead. I don't know if but the that's music was from. that groundbreaking. Though. No, it was. It, no, I agree. I don't think it was. I mean, I, I didn't at all. But that's what that was what his ideology was for this album but for um, what I think he was trying to say hip hop is dead I kind of just look at the album and I think he was trying to say a similar point to what Sam was saying just thinking that oh if you're not like riding with what I'm doing then hip hop must be dead uh, can that, we acknowledge just saw yeah. what he goes on to do after this album as well oh, if he's saying hip hop Jeez is dead and then he goes Louise, and man. makes that untitled makes untitled, album. untitled is one of the worst I albums I swear if you thought you enjoyed that back in the day go listen to it now it that song terrible, Hero man. Hero, Hero is I awful. I thought I liked Hero. <laughs> Kieran, it's when you said it to me as well, because I when Hero came out, I bumped that thinking that was hard. I listened to it the other time. I thought, what the hell is this crap? It's terrible. Honestly, it's terrible. Um, oh. I just wanted to say because I, I I watched a few um and listened to a few interviews with Nas at the time, and then him talking on podcasts and stuff and Yes, he was kind of addressing the quality of music in that period, specifically New York, because he he noted and, and it was and it was clear at the time that the South was beginning to, that there were the shift was beginning to take place. New York was no longer the the sort of main hub, and the South was becoming the dominant force. And I think Ludacris famously said at the time, "Hip hop isn't dead; it lives in the South," or something like that. Ooh. It was a big thing. Um, but Nas was saying how he was kind of misunderstood and I think he put some of that blame on himself but what he was what partly what he was saying was that um in New York the the standards weren't high enough they weren't they weren't good enough um but he and but what he said was when he was talking about hip hop is dead it was more from a like control and corporate side of things he was basically saying that hip hop's become huge there's a lot of money being made and we are not using that money wisely we're not investing in ourselves in other businesses we're wasting it all on this and that um and then we're getting caught up in all these beefs and so it's um, like a dead end uh, basically yeah and uh, and um it was like we're we're not using the power that comes with this thing um to the, to the best of our abilities and for the greater good 
So yes, it was it was it was about the quality of me. I think he knew what he was doing with that title. I think when he says he was misunderstood, I think he knew he knew exactly what he was doing. But at the same time, it was a it was a bigger message beyond just um the sort of the quality of of the music at that period. Mm. Um from the words of Nas himself. Hopefully I've not uh, misquoted anything like that. Um, but, but to talk about Untitled, do you know what album I was thinking of when I was listening back to that was Lasers by Lupe? Because Nas clearly, I think there's there's a case to be made that this was maybe Nas's most sort of um, politically driven album, mm-hmm. but he clearly had a lot to say. And, he, you know, there was a lot of, I guess he, he was speaking on, the sort of systemic issues within society, I mean, American society in particular, um, dealing with things like race and um, just socio-political issues in general. Um, and Lupe was kind of doing that with lasers, but I think with both albums, the, the, the soundscape, the production was just all over the place, I guess. It, 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 I mean, with Lupe's one, it was more like pressures from the label and things like that, I think. But they, they, for me, there were just two parallels there where it was like you they were trying to really say something with these albums, um, but not all the other parts were quite adding up and meshing together. I don't know if anyone else kind of... No, the, you're, you're right, because the execution was terrible for both the albums. The thing is, when you look at it with uh, both those albums, this is what I got from that Untitled album. The message and what he's trying to say is actually a real deep and actually... Like a, it's a, it's a really really good message when you when you get it. Even I had to sit through that whole album and I actually just mm. felt like ripping my hair out with, with it. But the actual message of what he's trying to say is a loud one and for people to listen. It's just the execution mm. is just horrible, like so so bad. Because he, if you if you deep the album as well of what he was trying to do, he leads it all the way so that it finishes on Black President to be like, mm. look, all these problems that are going on in American society. We can we can do something about it, and the change can come. And look, the change is coming because we're finally ready to have a black president. Because it takes that sample from um, changes from Tupac saying that we're not ready to have a black president, mm-hmm. and that's and he wants to end on that. But it's just the execution, the, the production on that album. I'm sorry, it's, uh, it's it's just it's just all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you don't like mm-hmm. it either, do you? <laughs> but you know, you used the right word there. Um, ex- the execution. And that's what I kind of meant with Lupe's lasers as well. Is just like there, there were um, good or uh, sort of interesting intentions, but the execution wasn't there. But to kind of segue into like honourable mentions and and how we sort of view the error in general, um, there's actually a song on Streets Disciple that I think was more impactful and profound than like the the intended message of hip hop is dead or the. The, the content that he was trying to convey on Untitled. And one of the songs I've written down was These Are Our Heroes. I think that just as a, as one song said a hell of a lot and was very, it ruffled some feathers at the time. And I think he was, he had to go on radio and kind of explain what he was trying to say with that one as well. But that's one for, for the listeners to go back and check out. Um, These Are Our, Our Heroes off of um, Streets Disciple, an album that we didn't cover. Oh, yeah. Has anyone else got any honourable mentions? No, no. Um, Queens get the money. I, th- I think that was a good intro to Untitled. Yeah, I like that. And I think Heaven on Godson as oh, well. Heaven is beautiful because I think I think it, it, it's probably the earliest three four rap song, like uh in terms of tempo, um where it goes in three beats instead of four beats. Mm. I can't yeah. think of a song earlier than that where it's a three four. Um, 
maybe in the more rocky ones in the 80s because rocky often does three four as well yeah yeah but it, what it does is it just morphs the flow so it, it it changes the way you rap so if you listen to heaven nas comes with such a weird flow but yeah it's, yeah, it's another yeah. testament to how incredible he is interesting interesting <laughs> another song that i just like from this period is still dreaming off of hip-hop is dead but that is largely to do with Kanye mm. West so um mm. it wouldn't have made much sense to pick it on an, on a Nas <laughs> on a Nas focused episode but um that's just one that's aged oh really well. and that one with Snoop on Hip Hop is Dead I, I think I played that once to you guys it, it's good it's nice, weird nice. um okay should we go into error free let's do it who we got first so I, th- I think it's is it me it's you yeah I believe it is you so yeah. I'm picking from Life oh is Good. Goodness. What and the hell the was song that? Is... <laughs> I was looking at the screen and I was like, wait, how's he playing music? <laughs> we're, we're going with it. Don't worry, there's tension. We're going musical with this song. It's a Queen story. Can you can you hit that, that the, the, the harmonica one more time for the people? That song is hard, but we are getting into the late, late hours of the night. That song's fucking hard, Kieran. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah, Salam Remy. (laughs) Yeah, that beat's hard, but I'm sorry, I can't listen to a whole four minute track right now. I had that's why they're gonna cut you so abrupt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I was like, no, wait, wait, wait. That was like, I didn't know what you were gonna say. It was just it like, pull up the track. Nah, yeah, I was gonna reload it and go live, but I just can't. I can't. I can't. That song was fucking crazy. I, I don't even know what to say. Do you know? What I mean? like, you were talking about Salam Remy making like looped beats, but this one, this one's insane. Like. Proper soundscape. It's got me memories of and 2012, man. Nas's rap is so aggressively on this song. It's, it's kind of disgusting. <laughs> he starts his album strong, though. Uh, very strong. No very introduction, strong. yeah. Mm. Start the first, what? I, three, I don't four? even know what to say, do you know? I feel, I feel like the song just speaks for itself. Like, it's it's not a dead period for Nas, really. But why does Nas sound like a hungry rapper, though? He's like, I how many so albums deep? He was back. I remember when this album dropped. And it, it, I mean, let, let's be real. It was coming off a strange like run of albums that were hit and miss. There was really good moments, but not as well. And I feel like I remember him saying like a quote after this album saying, um, or maybe it was just before in the buildup that he's put like all his energy into this album. Like oh. he, he can't put any more into this album. I think in hindsight right now, mm. he clearly had actually another level he could step up to, mm-hmm. but I feel like for him, in his mindset he was in at this point, it's like where I'm at right now, this is my max level. And to, you, you hear it on this song. Uh, it, it's, it's the kind of song you don't know of a hip-hop artist would be able to make, really and truly. Mm. Big claim. Big, big claim. statements. Big statements. Well, I think in the same way that it's still Mac was the, the return to form of the last decade. Life is Good was, was the one here. Like I said, the first sort of three, four tracks, especially the energy of them, like you said, Sam, he sounded hungry. Mm. Um, and that's that's maybe the pick of the bunch. Um, yeah, good pick. Good pick. Who is next? I'm next with a pick from the same album. Ooh. My pick is Back When, and I really don't remember why I picked this. I must have picked this when I was researching this, but it's Back When from Life Is Good. 
Bringing me back to 2012. No idea fucking produced his socks mm. off on that one. Like Heavy I don't know nostalgia. how he flips beats and samples the way he does, but that I don't know. It's cool though, because like this is like a turning point for Nas's production, especially. Yeah, this yeah, is a I good agree beat. with that. Definitely. So it's good just though. a 2012 nostalgia, man. Oh, I was the way I was banging this album on my way to the Olympics, working at Excel, man. That's it. Just brings me back and back when just makes me think about just like I'm outside of the Excel, just like taking it all in the Olympic atmosphere, man. It just brings it back every single mm -hmm. time. Love it. Yeah. See, for me, this was the first. Um, this was the first Nas album that I kind of, like. I bought like in the moment, lived through. Like everything else before that was like doing the history for me. So this this album, well, like certain songs in this album, bring back crazy vivid memories because it was just getting rinsed. Nas sounded so good at times mm. on this album as well. Mm. So good. Damn. God, Theo, what's your pick? Oh, well, I was tossing and turning between um, oh, Life is Good and, Na well, Nazir, because there's one song I can pick from Nazir. Uh, but nah, let's go Life is Good because it's, so, I, I love I, it. I feel I'm like we deserve that. to give the other albums some... What, Nazir? Yeah. Oh, go on then. I, would, I, would I, I, I don't mind picking from Nazir if you want me to. I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, fair enough. Are you happy to pick with Nazir? Oh, yeah, yeah if I you want to go Life is Good. Because I, I had a song from Nazir. I, I don't mind, but no, I've got one really. That no, I'm, I'm going life is good, man. Sorry, I need to go with the nostalgia. <laughs> I'm, I'm going life is good. <laughs> going life is good. Uh, oh, and then I've just changed my pick on the spot, but it's just nostalgia. But it's going to have to be cherry wine, man. Oh, yes. ブレスペクトね。だいぶ爆笑。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。ナイスデイ。
Yeah, those two. That was a smart move from Nas. I don't think Slum Remy was is the producer that could have revived Nas, but he definitely recovered that decade of weird production. Mm, I think mm. Slum Remy only works with people that he vibes with, and that sort of holds him back, but also makes it, leads him to make him like great music all the time. Yeah, they definitely did bits and bobs in some of the previous albums, but this was. I Made feel like look- this is heavily more more heavily with Remy involved and of course no idea as well do you know it's actually quite sick how he introduced it because I think I think their only collab before was Made You Look on Godson and the first Mm. single from Life Is Good was Nasty which almost sounds like a replica of it yeah it's it's, it's a really sick like okay we're we're coming back to this now Mm -hmm. well last but not least but uh, not in the last era Sean where are you going how are you bringing us home we're going to go Nazir because I feel like we need to have a little bit of a chat about that album. And I want a bit of energy. So let's go Adam and Eve. Yeah, this one for me, um, it it reminds me of Illmatic in a way where if Nas was rapping from the like the street corners or in the projects on this one, it's like he's in the penthouse or, or the five-star restaurant or something like that. It's got that kind of stream of consciousness meandering type thing where he's kind of is like just going through the the everyday life life of Nas and observing his surroundings and his decisions and, and experiences and whatnot the only difference is this time he's in a way different place than he was back in 94 and previous when he was rapping on Ilmatic um the other thing as well I said it in the chat the beat just knocks mm-hmm. there's just this punch to this beat you know Shout out Kanye and whoever else was involved in this one. But um, yeah, this was the song that I remember this. Let's talk about this album. So when it dropped, I was I was excited, man. First listen, I was gassed. Like Kanye and Nas, it was around that whole good music run that Al- uh, Kanye was trying to get out at the time, like an album a week or whatever it was. But then as time went on, the album didn't really sit with me the same way. But this is the song that stuck throughout. And I know it's not one of Nas's greatest performances but there's just something about this one like I say it's got this energy to it and um, reminds me of an of a, an earlier older um, younger Nas sorry but yeah I, I want to talk about this album because um, I kind of for a long long time have trashed it a little bit and then we, we had a little chat in the in the WhatsApp group a few weeks ago and I'll credit Kieran for kind of changing my view a little bit on this because what did I say I think I think I was like just kind of going in on Kanye for how he handled I think, yeah, the whole no, time period. Sure. Oh yeah, you, you were in a um, negative state. <laughs> but I actually think that, but although, look, don't get me wrong, I think that, I think Kanye handled it wrong in the, trying to, to, some of those albums worked at that time. Yeah, we got Daytona, classic. We got Kids See Ghost, classic. But for other artists, the the sort of rush nature, what, what Kanye was trying to do in that period didn't serve them well. And I think this is one of those instances where you could tell that not enough time and care was put into this one. If Kanye sat with Nas for four or six months longer and really put together a body of work, this could have been something really special, I think. For sure. But um, I do think that whilst, like, I mean, there's other examples of production on this album where there's like a skeleton or an idea that's really interesting. And I think that Kanye is probably performing better than Nas at what he's doing. In this instance, but I actually I think, do f- yeah, out of all the albums, this is probably Kanye's best production, actually. And that's that's why it's such a big contrast, mm. right? 
Yeah, I, I hear what you mean, but you also said something in the group where you said that it's one of like Nas's more interesting palettes of sounds as well. Like, hundred percent, especially compared to some of the latter albums of the last decade. And I'm with you, but I think that the, like I say, the the rushed nature in which this came out hindered Nas. I think that he didn't have enough time to like flesh out ideas or work on the delivery in some tracks, and you could just tell that there was a it didn't sound like the Nas that we heard on a lot of Life is Good and on previous records where he sounded hungrier and more energetic. Def- definitely. I think we thought of a good example was um, White Label. Because uh, mm. I picked that one out because I felt like it was it was actually quite revolutionary how the, 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 like, the palette of the sounds are. Yeah. And like Nas does start good, but then something falls off in it yeah, yeah it's almost it's like, like half a beat too slow isn't it yeah it's almost because like you didn't get a chance was, uh, to re-record it yeah. or this is mm. what i was trying to say before like because like like sean's experience when i first listened to this i was like gassing all, and then it just never sat with me apart from adam and eve because that would have been my pick that'd have been nazir but with white label like you're, you're spot on kieran he start he starts amazing but then as the song goes on i swear his flow sounds like half a beat off like you, it just ha- you have to compare it like to like a queen story where yeah, he catches yeah. the flow so exactly. well on that fast track, but here he's like he's falling off it. It's yeah. not really, mm-hmm. and it just it just it. sounds like he didn't get enough time to actually record it properly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like you said, if it, uh, the thing is, you can tell from this album if the time was put in, this album would have been amazing. It's just mm. I, I just think that Nas needed. I think Nas needed more time. I think Kanye's production on here was was good. I just think Nas needed more time to perfect what he yeah, needed to yeah. do. Do you remember what Kanye was on in this time? He was making everyone drop this like seven yeah, track exactly. album yeah, yeah. thing. Like he was just like, no, nah, you're doing seven tracks and mm. they're all produced by me. It, and it, it was when Kanye's I vision. Done, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think what I guess what I'm trying to say is, and I'm including this, and I think like there's a bit of, we. I think this happens with revisionist history where we kind of like look on a period of time with this skewed, vision um where there's it's kind of like this thing that this album's crap and it's and it's all kanye's fault it's but not i actually think it's, it's way more complex and yes look, look it, we know now that kanye was beefing with drake and that this wasn't this was all about him like most things are he just what he, he he had this vision he wanted to do it and he wasn't really thinking about what was actually best for the artist he was working mm-hmm. with but um i would say this is a good album i actually think it's a good album um but it could have been great uh, and it's just a shame 100%. that they, they, they never worked on it. More. It reminds me of like the level that I am kind of sits on. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I, agree yeah. With that. I scored it very, Absolutely. very similarly actually as well. Um, but yeah. What could have been, I think the other last thing I'll say is as well, I think Nas spoke about how um, I think he was kind of put off and distracted by all the antics around that time. Cause this is like when uh, sort of just before a couple months before this album come out, when Kanye was on TMZ talking about slavery being a choice and, MAGA hats and whoop de scoop and all that shit and I think it, like, it rubbed up Nas the wrong way and I think maybe they, the, the chemistry just wasn't there and um, yeah it's all a bit of a mess but put Kieran to sleep yeah. <laughs> Kieran looks out of it Kieran no, ain't trying sorry. to hear none of this I was, thinking, I was looking at my honourable mentions from this period because there's actually a lot I've got a lot I haven't got any honourable mentions. Life is Good is a great album is what I want to say. I think that might be one of the last few albums that I listened to from Nas. Like, but not by force, but you know what I mean? Like someone was playing it. I think it was probably Sean playing it, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, the album was good. And that, that's The it. song I wanted to play from Life is Good was Stay. That's yeah, one of my favorite oh, Stays, Stays. Oh, God. It is quite an uncomfortable listen because of if you know anything about what went on between or the, the sort of the way his marriage ended with Khalees and um, what 
what he was accused of um, within that marriage um, it is a little bit unsettling but at the same time I think in the same way that we look at like a we cry together as this kind of masterpiece of sort of commenting on toxic relationships and things like that I think stay especially that second verse is a is an, an early not an early because it's been done before as well but um, it's definitely in that realm it's an uncomfortable thing but a lot of us go through it mm. and um, it's a beautiful production as well no idea again ironically no idea again my other ones were um i had nas album done i i I wouldn't really usually pick a lucy that's not part of an album but i really think like in that song it it just sold to me some some energized nas was coming back to us and he started to change his like twitter picture to like muhammad ali and stuff like that and i was thinking like what's going on here um Mm -hmm. we obviously didn't get it for nasir but the period that follows we do uh, and the other one I picked was Jaru of Rap because I, I, I just like when Nas changes the genre and just elevates it in this way. Like sometimes it doesn't always work, but like like with Heaven and with Jaru of Rap, he, he does this flow that just it catches catches in a weird, unse- almost unsettling. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it's cool. It is very unsettling because I was saying how I didn't get on with it, didn't I? No, <laughs> I, I, I listened to it again. It's, it's, it's <laughs> just, imagine being at like a jazz cafe and like, he performs that you'd you'd go crazy mm. and i guess the the only question i really had about this period was like this there was a noticeable decline in the output here like there was only two solo studio albums oh, yeah. compared to something like five in the previous decade i mean for me i'm guessing just from looking at his sort of history that music perhaps wasn't his um priority at this moment he had a lot of business ventures that he was involved in and he started. He's, he launched Mass Appeal, didn't he? As well. So Mass Appeal, yeah. yeah. I think he was doing a lot of that kind of label setup. I mean, he's been involved with like Dropbox, Ring, Hennessy, like all sorts. So I think he was just making his money in other ways. But um, yeah, just an interesting difference between from the uh, previous decade. Sorry, were there any other honourable mentions before we go to the last era? We all good. Can we just discuss the fact that I feel like these these two eras aren't actually iconic compared to his first era, though? They are good. It's like this, and I understand why Sam used to say like Nas is that average rapper, like a mid-level rapper, because these two middle eras that we've uh, co- just quote me correctly, through, he's the top of the mid-tier. Get it right. Get it right. Okay. <laughs> <You> used to, <laughs> the way he used to say he's the reason why, like he gives a reason why rappers are good because he you compare him to Nas and it's like something like that some <laughs> nonsense like that, that. But like, Sam you did say something interesting once before though about how um, something to do with Nas as a lyricist but not as a like, songwriter or just a song creator I can't remember uh, what yeah, it was no, exactly I, remember, I remember this I remember this yeah, yeah basically Nas writes amazing lyrics over rubbish beats is what I was basically saying or he writes amazing rhyme schemes with not really saying much like he's never in my eyes there's few times where he puts it all together perfectly in a whole album, but I kind of have to eat those words going into era four. That's all I can say. Let's <laughs> enter it. Let's step I said, into the realm. I said that before <laughs> era four was even existing. That's all I could say. Yeah. Era four was quick. <laughs> era four made me yeah. shut up really fast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're, you're starting us off in era four, by the way. Who? Me? Yeah, that's your that's name. You. Oh, Big oh, Damn. Big Daddy. Oh, so, so like, literally, I can pick from any of these albums. I literally can, man, because it's just um, 
But let's start from I, the top. Let's let's no let's no no no. I tell place. you no. I tell you what I got no because I've actually got method to madness because I was like I was struggling because obviously I've made a playlist of all four of these um, albums because I'm sorry each of these albums slap. But I had to go on which which song made me react like in a just the, the most disgusting way possible. And there's only one song that made me do that. It's Michael and Quincy, man. Oh. <laughs> you just want to make you want to shut people up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hit <laughs> boy produced the shit out of that. It's too late for that gas. <laughs> I'm sorry, that last that last verse, man. When that dropped, I don't think I've ever reacted in a way possible because I was already gasped with what Nas was saying. And then that drop happens, but it's not just the drop. It's what Nas is saying in that last verse is actually disgusting. The MJ references are too—they are too much. This is the I, like, I don't think Nas has ever rapped that good in my life. You know, I—I I, I never heard Nas rap that sick. You know, <laughs> honestly, that last verse is disgusting. The the MJ references were Ooh. to a T. They were—it was like the way he was comparing it, him and Hit Boy to MJ and Quincy in that last verse. He was just rapping the hell out of that song. I was like, what? hearing like, i'm surprised my headphones didn't break you know honestly the way i whipped them off was disgusting that's what uh, the first time i listened to that album, i think I, I had that song on loop like seven times before moving on <laughs> it was it was insane madness who we got next kieran kieran sean's upset because we didn't go chronological no i don't <laughs> mind i don't mind it's a free from. Well, I don't mind. I, I, I thought his pick was from King's Disease one or two, but he's like, no, straight to KD three. Well, what's oh, the okay. what's the method to the madness here? I didn't. Under, you haven't explained that bit yet. The method to the madness. I had to go with the song that made me react the the hardest. Okay, and it's Michael and Quincy. No, I could. We all know how I feel about Nas is good because I'm sorry when I heard that as well. Flipping hell, that song <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, but no, I had to Michael and Quincy. That 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 like open. Yeah. Something I, inside I me feel like that on this I didn't pod, know it was there. Yeah, yeah. On this one, we've spoken enough about Nas is good to be in this. Like, we, we gave it an exactly. award for like best beat of <laughs> yeah, 2021. <exactly>. 20, <laughs> yeah, check um, out the Grey Era Awards 2021. Check that award. Okay, so what album then, man? Don't know. <sighs> yeah, maybe you got me <laughs> feeling like we should work. Maybe we should work backwards. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. my brain doesn't work in in this madness way. <laughs> I can't. I can't think straight. Um, what I picked was um, let's go with let's go with Meet Joe Black. I feel like I feel like that song doesn't get enough love. With that song, I feel like it's one of my favorite Nas choruses ever. I feel like so, sometimes his choruses don't hit that hard, but. Every every line on that chorus and the the fast flow as well, oh, it's, it's crazy. It's definitely one of the best Nas choruses I've heard, and I haven't it, even heard those that lines. Song. Just they just gas me. Like you're not you're top three. I'm not number one. How could you post that? And I feel like that's yeah. so reflective <laughs> of this yeah. era right now. Yeah, exactly. And like I'm not the one to go whack. I feel like that was all on our minds. Like it's Nas going whack with this whole career. It's always like this downhill journey in a way. Mm. Like he, then he boosts himself up, and then it goes down again. But like. Not, not this time. Um, this is an uphill journey. It's, it's literally the first time in Nas's um, career where an error is going uphill, I think. Mm, exactly. Yeah, no, it's true. Exactly, um, yeah. 
the chorus is yeah. very fitting like to drop that second album in the same year that out of nowhere none of us were expecting it and to like start the album the way he did and then come in with this one as well. I think, like, I, think, no. I think Magic was probably the best moment of Nas's career because it's like, what, what's actually going on at this point? Do you mm. know what I mean? It was the <laughs> shock. It's, it's like four months later, like, okay, we got KD2. We were like, this is good. This is good. Four months later, it's like, yeah, here's another album. It's like, huh? You've done and a like, Beyonce. When, when Theo said it in the group chat, I thought he was chatting shit because it was like Christmas Eve. And I was like, Nah, he's lying. And then I looked over the period. I was like, oh no, it's actually real. I was like, what the mm. fuck? No, I'm, I'm going to send outrageous claim. I think, I think this is the best Beyonce someone's done since Beyonce did the Beyonce with the self title. <laughs> best <laughs> Beyonce since Beyonce did mm, the Beyonce. Goes Beyonce. Um, yeah, I mean, I said it on during our uh, 2022 awards that uh, Nas, especially like again with this album, it was like setting a new bar for how to age in hip hop for an artist of that caliber. Started with Hove with 444, but for him to to do what he's done in this era, especially with the back-to-back albums that year, um, madness. And also, I feel like the the way he switched the genre up from Kings of Seas Two to Magic, mm. like it's like Magic entered this other time zone where mm. they're just it's not it's not like it's Lucy's from the Kings of Seas Two period. It's like they just they got in the studio and like okay, we're gonna reference this early '90s vibe, but bring it back. In, in I, the, I think I think Hit Boy and Nas just got place. in the studio and recorded way too much music to even try release it in one project. I think there's still probably you know two three albums worth of music that will but, never. I feel like they've got more songs. Yeah, they've got more songs in the vault. I bet there's loads. Hit Boy is man. in a crazy place and Nas is in his like literal yeah. prime and it's a late prime. Like if you want to talk about late bloomers, this is that because Hit Boy didn't exist in this mm-hmm. type of way. Do you know what I mean? Imagine you've been waiting your whole life for the person that's gonna make you do your best mm-hmm. and now mm. Nas has found that it's crazy like, isn't it because I feel, I feel like people often thought it was DJ Premier with Nas and it was that kind of duo but this this is just unbelievable there's something else it's the kind of thing that I think when Magic dropped it's what Michael and Quincy explains it's like they are actually like it's, it's probably the best rapper and producer duo we've ever seen 100%. at this point Hitboy oh, Hitboy's name is just a cheat code as well because he Different. literally makes so many hits Big time. <laughs> <laughs> the, man, the man has made. I think if you totaled up the amount of streams he's got, he has to be one of the of the modern era. He's bigger than Metro Boomin and all that. If you think about how, if you, big if you his really songs think are. about it, do you know like the way we used to think of like Timbaland and Neptune's ten years ago? Mm. I feel like we're at that point with Hitboy. He like he's he's the goat of the past ten years. Yeah, and his oh, his sound is his just... own. His sound isn't like very like rigid. Like some people just do trap beats and this and then whatever. Like Hitboy makes music that so happens to be hip-hop, melodic you know? oh man legit oh no oh, legit just hold oh, my tongue, there's man. a lot of that beat is, oh man let's that let's close up the era just... and close up the podcast before we're here till tomorrow yeah we've got two more people What's yeah we've got two more well, people got... then a little wrap up for me my pick is nice and simple you can't beat this song for me it's nas and lauren hill two legends on one track and it's mm. nobody from kd2 that song to me, it's like, that's where I started believing in Nas again. I ain't gonna lie. Thanks. And obviously on that song as well, Lauren Hill drops one of the best verses I've heard in a long, long time, but mm. you don't really get much from mm. Lauren Hill. I'm sorry to Jay-Z though. Like, I, can't, I can't lie. I think when King's Disease 2 dropped, I was like, I think, I think Nas has snatched the crown now. Oh, I'm still, I'm still kind of up in the air about man. that. No, no, because no, it's, it's four albums in a row. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's different to what Jay Z's done. Four, four, four is like 
one of the best albums to ever come out of hip hop because it's from a mature rapper and he's actually talking about his life. I don't think Nas could do what Jay Z's done because he's not Jay Z. You see what he's done say? something different, isn't it? Yeah, he's Nas has proven himself to me. Yeah. But Jay Z just if if this is the end of Jay Z's legacy then I'm happy with that. But with Nas, I'm like, oh, I want to hear more Nas, as much Nas as possible. Whereas I don't want to hear no more Jay-Z, I don't think. <laughs> I saw him at the Grammys. I was like, this guy does not look like he raps anymore. He looks washed yeah, up. No, he does look, yeah. So washed up. <laughs> he looks finished. Like, he just wants to be Basquiat and he could never be Basquiat. So, boy, yeah, I'm sorry. Nas is relevant. Nas is the thing is, Sam, I feel like your bar of Nas was low. So nah. this error boosted it to a, a good level now. Nas, Whereas, my, my, my bar for Nas wasn't low, but my, my understanding of what Nas right, was possible right, it, of it, it, was, it was definitely low. You're calling him a mid rapper. I, I wasn't he was, feeling he that. Was. At all. He is now no, just... a GOAT level rapper. He could be in my top five. Oof. Great, great. He's number one for me. I'm just going to say yeah. it. <laughs> the purpose of this episode has been fulfilled. We won you over. <laughs> you yeah. haven't won me over. I said could, could. Note the language of could. But okay. yeah, I don't know. Something about that song is just amazing. Some of the bars he gets into in the second verse about French breads, French baguettes or something. Baguettes. Yeah, French bread. Yeah, nice that, that, yeah, that bar is disgusting about French bread. Uh, the other definition is like diamond, what? Rectangular diamond and carrots. Carrots to, to, Yeah, oh, just fire. Yeah, he's absolutely just amazing. Yeah, he's he's on some stuff. Is what I realized when I heard this song. I was like, oh, he's smoking that good good. Yeah, but <laughs> anyways, Sean, close us out and let's let's get let's get okay. going with this this last bit of the last era of one of the last living legends. Well, firstly, I just want to say I really like how this era's panned out. The ordering of the way we've picked the tracks, and I'm going to keep in line with it and go for something from the first album of this era, King's Disease. Um, I want us all to deep the first four lines in just like thinking about his career journey to this point and specifically this period as well. It's the cure. Sean discovered that song. I'm just going to say it now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I think this song, like the content, the, even just the title summarizes the place that Nas got to in his career journey in general, but the place he got to in this era so well. Um, and if there was a greatest hits album, I feel like this would be the last track. This, this near and like this or Nas is good is like the perfect closer, I think. Um, for me, with this song, I look, I'm not going to lie, yeah, King's Disease. I think if we, in hindsight, we look at it and we rate it highly, and it's, a, and it's definitely a necessary part of this era. But if I think about it at the time, Yes, I thought it was an improvement on Nazir and I thought it was a good album, but I weren't like wowed. I didn't think it was great. Like, I, it wasn't, uh, it didn't give me the feeling that like a Stillmatic or a Life is Good did, where it was like this, oh my God, Nas is back. No, definitely. Uh, I think it took me like a few mm. listens to be like, okay, maybe it's a bit close to mm. Life is Good. But this song, this one, always, as soon as I heard, well, the first time I deeped it, I was like, whoa, this is, this is different. This is special. And then King's Disease 2 comes, then Magic, then KD3. And every time, over the last few years, I go back to this one and just think about the journey. Um, and just that title, The Cure, it was like he needed to go through what came before to get to this place. Or The Cure is Hit Boy. I don't know. I've not decided. It's one of those two <laughs> things. But um, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful song. And um, what a way to sort of, I don't know, it closed that album, but it kind of, 
birthed a new chapter and it, it, to me it's just it, it, I think it's a fitting way to end this this podcast and just kind of encapsulate this era method to the madness Theo was right there you go yeah um, but yeah I mean look we, we haven't got we, we've kind of covered it from here I think we all know that and hopefully we've we've kind of conveyed to the listeners out there that you know Nas is one of the greatest to ever touch the mic he is incredibly influential the career journey is is interesting and and you know one of a kind and i mean what next what what do, what do we want to see next from him does he need to do anything more music just keep going if you're if you're finding that you're working well with one producer just keep working with that one producer ain't no shame in it yeah because mm. i'm gonna say i, I, I wouldn't be mad if he said kd4 i'm not being no mad. one's and no one is I complaining not be, i no. would not be mad at all I've, if he i feel like he's got that, other things to show us with hip yeah. boy still me too. We we did we did the magic too. I don't know, man. Just get another another hip hop album would be amazing. I know he still dreams of a, a premiere um, album, but I think it just needs to stay with hip hop, man. Mm. Just produce another album. Although that beat breaks was a nice sign that yeah. maybe this new level of DJ premiere productions yes. could work. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking true. about. I'm glad we mentioned that name because the way I feel is like one part of me thinks keep the momentum going, keep working with Hit Boy because it feels like they can't miss. But then at the same time, say this in regard to Griselda is like how long can you go on for? When does it become too much? When do you, when does the decline start? So part of me thinks I maybe like a year or two off, live some life, you know, the, you know, build some experiences and 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 bring it to us in the music and and as much as I'd love to hear him work with Hit Boy again, I think if there was there's two names I got in mind, but the first one I wanted to mention was Primo. I think that some of Nas's most iconic songs and beats on his albums have come from Primo. And what Primo's shown us over the decades is that although he's maintained this boom bap sound with the scratches, something that hasn't sort of stood the test of time and hasn't always been relevant, he's kept it relevant, whether it's uh, Everything I yeah, Am or the, the, the Prime album always. with Royce or the, the recent beat with, um, with Absol. I feel like he, he could get a lot out of Nas basically and the other one's no ID a Nas album with no ID I think would be incredible but... I feel like we already got something like that with Life is Good though yeah we, we yeah. did we did but I just there's I think the the whole working with one producer is okay, something yeah, really yeah like, works. like when so, Jay yeah. did it with 444 it really worked out yeah. well because yeah. no ID was in his bag then Maybe not. No, I did like you say. He has done it with Life Is Good, and now I'm thinking, oh shit, Hove did it. Is that just going to spark exactly. something? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. The Primo but, one could be a very yeah, nice, like, yeah. final. Like, it's it's quite a full circle as well, in a way, because yeah. uh, Primo was his dominant producer when he started his career. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if it's not Hit Boy, maybe let's get Primo. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, but listen, he's like I said, he's set a new bar. I don't think he's slowing down anytime soon. Um, Absolutely one of the greatest of all time. Hey, this is Sean, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Grey Area. Are you an upcoming artist, critic, journalist, or content creator? Hit us up on our Discord or in our YouTube comments if you want to share new music, take part in an interview, or are interested in collaborating. Links to these can be found in the show notes. Take care.